The Insurance Brokers Podcast is brought to you by Sarah Myerscoff of Boston Tullis. Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerscoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Good afternoon, Henry. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. I am really excited to have you here, so welcome. Thanks, Sarah. really appreciate it. So, before we get into the really exciting stuff, uh, can you just give me a bit of background as to you, who Henry Newby is and how you come to be where you are? Yeah, of course. So, um, from my point of view, I've, I've spent most of my working life working for large multinational insurance organizations. So, prior to joining Superscript, um, I worked for AXA for about 10 years. I was business development director for uh, AXA Group in the UK. Um, and prior to that, I spent 11 or 12 years at uh, Aon. Uh, so 25 years or thereabouts, um, all of it working for large multinational insurance organizations and all of it actually working within partnerships distribution. Um, and then I joined Superscript um, about three years ago. That's fabulous. That must be quite a different, um, uh, a different mindset from large corporate to startup insurtech. Yeah, very different. I mean, I, I, in fairness, the last few years that I was at AXA, you know, part of my role was um, increasingly spending time working with organizations that were disrupting a whole number of um, sectors. So part of my role was um, looking after very kind of traditional uh, strategic partnerships for, uh, for AXA. Um, but I also had a remit to uh, look into those sectors where historically we had partnered to try and identify those organizations that we felt were uh, potentially beginning to disrupt some of those sectors. So uh, I was spending more and more time working with those sorts of organizations and increasingly wondering um, what it might be like to, to work for one of them. And that, that really kind of led to uh, me joining Superscript. So one of the um, things that people who listen to the Insurance Brokers podcast will have heard me talk about regularly is a book written by Brian Falchuk on the future of insurance. And what Brian did was he um, looked at seven startups, carriers and MGAs in the US, and yeah. looked at their journey from the idea through to um, sort of earning the name market disruptor. And there are so many uh, similarities between those stories and the superscript story. So I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background about CAM and the idea and where it came from. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think a lot of these things um, often begin with, you know, someone thinking to themselves, there's got to be a better way of, of, of doing this. So. Um, you know, that's very much how the idea for, for Superscript was, was born. So um, Cam's background is he spent most of his working life in, in sort of tech and, and, and media. Um, he was working for a, a media agency at the time and uh, he was tasked with sorting out their insurance. Um, so uh, as part of that, um, he got talking to Ben, who transpires is, is, is one of his co-founders. Um, and to cut a very long story short, he found it a pretty arduous, tortuous uh, process. 
um, and they got talking um, and very quickly arrived at the view that there had to be a better way of uh, delivering uh, insurance for small businesses, particularly small businesses whose circumstances are changing and evolving you know, really, really quickly. Um, so yeah, that's how the, the idea for Superscript first, first came into being, I guess. So Cam's background's not insurance, and that resonates quite a lot with some of the uh, startups that, that, that Brian uh, analysed, which I think is really interesting because it's a completely fresh uh, perspective. Yes. So what, um, what, how did that start? What, what, where was the starting point? What was Cam looking at? What, was, it, was it the customer journey? Was it using uh, tech? What, what was his driver? Yeah, well, I mean, Cam certainly comes from a really strong tech background. So, I mean, I think if you were um, speaking to him, you know, he would uh, view our business as being a tech business first that, you know, happens to operate in insurance. I think if you spoke to Ben, who comes from a commercial insurance background, uh, you know, he would see us first and foremost as an insurance business with a strong tech capability. I don't think it matters kind of which um you know angle you you view things from but tech is certainly at the core of our proposition i think you know one of the other things that really drove cam is that you know he was looking at how businesses and small businesses in particular you know consumed many products and and services and you know the reality is that many small businesses are consuming things on a monthly subscription uh basis so he was immediately asking himself the question, well, why can't insurance uh, be structured in that kind of way? Why can't I enter into some form of monthly subscription that gives me the ability to adapt and change that underlying subscription as circumstances within uh, my business uh, change? So um, that's, you know, that's really how uh, I, I think the, the idea for Superscript started. One of the um, areas that I come up quite a lot uh, against, uh, and I'm sure you do as well, is this sort of almost divide between uh, the complexity of commercial insurance advice and the digital journey. And I know there are many, many differing views on this. How do you guys reconcile those two things? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Sarah. I mean... The first thing to say is that, um, you know, from a, from the point of view of a, of, a, of a digital journey, the reason that a digital journey um, appeals to certain customers, not all customers, is that, um, you know, they are uh, businesses that recognize that they need insurance, probably don't understand a huge amount of insurance and certainly don't want to spend a lot of time sorting out their insurance so you know they're looking for an experience that is quick uh, that is easy that is straightforward that allows them to uh, get the necessary insurance in place and then frankly put it to uh, one side and, and get back to you know running their their business I mean that's fundamentally what they're interested in in, in doing and so they don't want to spend a huge amount of, of, of time um, sorting out that um, insurance so something that allows them to move through that process uh, quickly is instantly appealing I mean I think from our point of view when a customer comes to site you know they really want to know two things uh, number one can you cover me 
Uh, and number two, can you do so at a price that you know I think is fair and reasonable? So a lot of our focus as a, as a business is about getting that customer to the point of being able to configure their cover as quickly as possible and serving them uh, the price so that they can make an informed decision around uh, can you provide the cover that I require and can you do so at a price that I think is, is fair and reasonable. Now, I'm the first to admit that, that you know, that's not going to necessarily be right for every business, um, but huge numbers of, of, of businesses want to transact with their insurer in that kind of way. And presumably part of what you've built is uh, sort of based on, and I might get the technical terminology wrong, but algorithms and AI and pulling information in from external sources so that you are really only asking the critical questions and you can build a proposition that um, is, is worth it, is what they need, is what that client needs because you've been able to pull in information from you know, external sources. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, I mean, we do that in a number of, of, of different ways. And some of it is, you know, frankly, you know, pretty straightforward in terms of um, ensuring that customers ha aren't having to, um, you know, key in information that we can readily source elsewhere. So, you know, really, really small example. But if a company is, is registered, you know, with Companies House, we've built an API integration with Companies House that allows us to um, pull any data that we require for the purposes of our quote process um, into the, the quote journey so that the customer isn't having to key that information in themselves. Um, we're also ensuring that as a customer goes through the quote journey um, that we are um, serving them with insight in relation to other businesses that look and feel like themselves. So, I mean, we talk a lot within the business around hyper-personalization. Um, it sounds like a very grandiose uh, term, but you know, essentially what we're looking to do is to help to educate the customer as they go through the uh, quote journey by um, signposting, I, I, I suppose, um, covers that you know, they may require based upon other businesses that look and feel like them. Fabulous. And actually, uh, we, we're going to move slightly now into sort of the really amazing thing that you guys have done. But it's all built around this, I'll tell you what you need. Uh, I will be the, uh, work with somebody who he calls it the, uh, not the finder of solutions, the provider of insights. I might have fluffed that. But essentially, <laughs> um, I can pull all this data in the same way that Amazon does. Amazon says, you really want to buy this. Other people who bought this looked at this and, and it's pulling all of that data together. So let's let's talk Amazon because Amazon is a business that's got the customer journey right. Um, and when I launched the Insurance Brokers podcast, the, I think it was the first one I ever did was with um, Peter Cullen. And right. Peter said yes. to me, uh, Sarah, in the next uh, 10, 20 years, the big players in, in global insurance are going to be Amazon and Google. And it's been anticipated for, you know, a long, long time. And you guys have done it. So talk me through what you're doing with Amazon. Yes, of course. Um, so we are working with Amazon um, primarily in relation to their business prime uh, proposition. So Business Prime operates in the uh, in exactly the same way as, as you know the Prime proposition that we all uh, know and and some of us love uh, you know as, as as individual consumers. 
um, and um, essentially, um, you know, what Amazon are, are looking to do is they're looking to um, acquire uh, more uh, businesses to their business prime proposition. It, it, it operates as a, as a monthly subscription uh, model. Um, and, you know, once they've acquired those customers, obviously they're looking to retain them over the longer term. So for some time now, they've been running a program um, over in the US um, where they are providing a range of member benefits as part of that business prime proposition. Um, these are uh, member benefits across a range of different products and services, but they're all geared towards things that a small business um, is likely to find useful. The program's been hugely successful um, in the States, um, and so they've recently rolled that out to uh, the UK, um, and we are uh, one of a, a small number of providers that is currently working with them in relation to that proposition. So in very, very simple terms, if you're a Business Prime uh, member, um, you're able to uh, take advantage of a um, unique um, offer that we've got in place for Business Prime members. You access that through uh, the Business Prime uh, site. Um, and there's a number of you know, interesting things that we've done, um, including incorporating Amazon's login with Amazon uh, technology, which um, allows a couple of things. So firstly, it allows us to validate that they are indeed a Business Prime member, which is something that's really um, important to, uh, to, to, to Amazon. They only want Business Prime members uh, to be able to access the offer. But also, it has a benefit from a customer point of view in terms of accelerating that quote journey because we're able to um, effectively access some of the data that Amazon already holds about that customer and use that to um, pre-fill certain fields within the, the quote journey itself. What was it like uh, in the sort of negotiation stages in in, in in this partnership with with a giant like Amazon what was it like to do that well it'll come as no great surprise that you know dealing with someone like um, Amazon there are you know they're a demanding um, organization and they've got a very clear view in terms of uh, what it is that they're looking to um, deliver but you know actually from our point of view it's been a real pleasure uh, working with them up to this point and I think you know in some respects, we're very different, um, you know, organisations. They're obviously a, a, a huge organisation, but I think there are some really strong similarities. And I think one of the things that really appealed uh, to Amazon about Superscript were some of those similarities. So we've already talked about the monthly subscription uh, model, but, you know, given the fact that monthly subscription is right at the heart of the Business Prime proposition, working with an insurer who has also set up their insurance proposition as a monthly subscription, you know, there are immediate sort of synergies uh, there. I think in our earlier conversations uh, we've had, I think one of the things you mentioned, which I, which I think is really interesting, is this, because you are a, uh, essentially a, a small and a startup organisation, you can be very um, flexible, nimble, and move with you know a giant like Amazon to accommodate, which is, um, I mean, credit to you. That's it's a it's a fabulous achievement. How did you celebrate when you signed it on the dotted line? <laughs> well, I think um, from my point of view, I was actually away on on on, on holiday um, at the time, and uh, 
I had to make some excuses to my uh, my good lady wife and say, look, I know we're on holiday, but I've got a really, really important call with uh, with Amazon uh, at nine o'clock this morning. I think we're going to um, I think we're going to be told whether you know we've managed to secure this uh, this partnership um, or not. Uh, I think it's fair to say that um, uh, as soon as I came off that uh, that call, I was charging around, uh, punching the air in uh, in celebration. Where were you on holiday? We were in Snowdonia, uh, actually. So uh, yeah, we were just up in Snowdonia for a few days. It was um, uh, between between lockdowns, so we escaped escaped for a few days, but uh, had to take this call in between times, unfortunately. Did you run up Snowdon immediately after because of all the excess energy? We did go up Snowden. I'm not sure I ran up Snowden, but we did go up Snowden. Uh, that, do you know what? It's such a it's such a fabulous achievement, and it's so interesting to hear. Right from when I interviewed Brian in, I think that was June, to what you guys are doing, you can see the the cogs changing. You can see the moves. Uh, uh, going in the direction that you guys are doing, and I think it's really intriguing. Uh, one of the um, books that I read a long time ago now was um, called The Second Curve by um, Charles Handy, uh, and it was Peter Cullen that told me to read it. Right. And he was talking about sort of looking at the, the broad global landscape, and you can see when the curve is coming and when it's time to bounce and start the new curve. And it's got to be apparent to everybody looking, and you can see people around, not just the insurance industry, but much wider, what, do, what can I do? There's, things are changing, I need, to, I need to move with this. And I think Amazon have changed the landscape for buying behaviours from a B2C perspective which is now filtering into B2B buying. So yes, I, think I think it's think incredible, right. incredible what you guys are doing. So tell me, what is, uh, actually, before I ask you about your, your view on the future, um, what other sort of partnerships, how, partnerships are quite key to Superscript's uh, overall proposition, and we've obviously had conversations in relation to, to one of those partnerships, yeah. Uh, with Toolwatch, what what else are you doing there? What what's the benefit you guys um, um, sort of hold dear to the the Superscript proposition in terms of partnerships? Well, I think I think from our point of view, I mean, the first thing to to, to say is we're we're a business that really recognises that there is value in having a diversified um, distribution strategy. So. You know, as with many um, startups, this will come as no great surprise to you, Sarah. But you know, the business certainly, as far as our online business is concerned, the business initially very much grew off the back of, of paid acquisition. Um, you know, that that is still an important part of our overall uh, distribution strategy. It's it's not something that's going to go away. But you know, I sometimes describe it as a um, you know, a drug that you, you gradually have to kind of wean your, yourself off. And um, when I joined the business three years ago, I mean, we had no partnership channel um, uh, at the time, but the guys had recently closed their, their seed funding round. Um, a key part of the growth narrative going into that seed funding round, um, you know, was that partnerships had been identified as a, a key distribution channel for the business moving forward. And so I joined the business to sort of establish and, and, and progressively build that out. Now, Having spent most of my working life working for more traditional um, insurance organisations, and, and and specifically within partnerships, you know, I'm more than familiar in terms of where some of those incumbent 
contracts lie, you know, whether that be with, for example, the major high street banks. And from our perspective, um, you know, th those uh, obviously represent opportunity uh, for us. But I think one of the things that's, you know, really exciting for me and was really exciting, you know, when I first joined the business was really understanding where there may be new sources of, of distribution and new sources of distribution that we're able to unlock in large part because of our, um, you know, our, our technology uh, capability. So, you know, some of the things that we're doing within Superscript in many respects, you know, we're not the uh, the first to come up with the idea. I think the I think the difference is that we have the ability to execute on some of those ideas. So, you know, from time to time, I cast my mind back to, um, you know, my time at the likes of, of, of AXA and many of the conversations that we've had within Superscript over the course of the last three years are exactly the sorts of things that we were discussing when I was at AXA. The difference is that we have, I think, the ability to execute um, on those things. I mean, you, you touched upon it briefly uh, earlier. I think one of the things that is um, certainly an advantage for us is that kind of fleetness of foot. We do have the ability to move um, very quickly. So partnerships like Amazon are just a really great example of where we're identifying and beginning to unlock those new sources of, of distribution. And I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, really underpins um, a lot of this is that, um, you know, we're looking to work with partners who are residing on data assets that we can utilize to improve the customer experience, to inform product development, to um, enhance our pricing and underwriting capability, and also actually to support customers in terms of the ongoing management of their policies with us. Absolutely, and I think that the term you're looking for is a term that has been coined by the Insurance Brokers podcast, I'm claiming it. It's called nimbility. Nimbility, I'll take it. Nimbility, yes, I think it's a very apt word. Um, Henry, I've really, really enjoyed listening to you, and I think what, what Superscript are doing is incredible. I'd be interested to know from you the direction that you think our industry is going and what's next for Superscript. You've conquered Amazon. Is Google next? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Um, <laughs> so listen, I think I think from my point of view, I mean, just maybe to build upon a couple of the things I was saying um, a moment ago, I think, you know, if you look at, at insurance traditionally, and I'm, I'm going to massively oversimplify this, so, um, you know, apologies to uh, not least all my uh, former colleagues and, 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 and friends at the likes of, of AXA, but if you think about traditional insurance, it's largely predicated on a, on a model where whereby there's a lot of activity um, right, right at the outset. So, um, you know, from a customer perspective, they go through a quote journey, they go on to, 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 to purchase the policy. Um, there's a flurry of activity around collecting payment and issuing policy documentation, etc. And then actually very little happens um, over the course of the next sort of 10 or 11 months until again, there's another flurry of activity as the customer approaches their renewal date. From our perspective, not least because we've got this monthly subscription model, actually, we've got an opportunity to engage with customers on a much more frequent basis. We actually think that regular engagement with our customers is a good thing, not a bad thing. 
and part of that is actually about supporting them on a ongoing basis so again you know just really sort of talking to the topic of of, of technology and and data um, we have uh, built out a number of integrations with the major accounting platforms so what that means is a superscript customer can for example connect their superscript account with their quickbooks account um, they're totally in control of, 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 of doing that of course um, but with their permission what we are then doing is we are making regular calls through an API to their uh, QuickBooks account and we're pulling uh, certain data points through so just to kind of bring that to, to life for you we're looking at things like turnover and specifically changes in turnover we're looking at things like uh, payroll data in order to help us identify whether a business perhaps is employing someone for the first time or increasing their number of employees we're able to identify things like um, major asset purchases and what that's enabling us to do in 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 turn is to proactively serve insights through to the customer saying hey we've noticed that your um, turnover has increased from x to y or we think that you've employed someone for the first time or uh, you've employed some additional staff or you've made a major asset purchase and what that's allowing us to uh, do is to encourage the customer to review their existing insurance arrangements I mean you know we're all familiar with the fact that um, customers have an obligation to notify their insurer in the event of a change in circumstance but you know in reality how often does that actually happen what we're doing through the use of data is we're prompting the customer we're not taking out you know any action on on, on their behalf but we're prompting the customer and saying look you know there have been some underlying changes in your business which may have an impact in terms of the insurance that you've got in place if you want to be confident that you've got the right insurance in place for your business at this moment in time you may want to review your existing insurance arrangements uh, with us and of course you know with our monthly subscription model customer can jump into our customer portal they can increase cover they can decrease cover they can add or remove cover to suit the circumstances of their business at that particular moment in time. I think that um, providing insight and then telling the person what that insight means, you know, in, in respect of insurance or whatever it might be, is one of the most valuable assets a small business owner can have because it comes at you from every direction. Yes. Uh, so having somebody going, this is what's happening for you here. Uh, if this is right, this is what you need to do, is is absolutely invaluable. And I really wish you guys all the best in what you're doing. Um, I have no doubt that uh, Austin Tullis will be uh, a client at some point. Um, Henry, can I just say a huge thank you from uh, the Insurance Brokers podcast, the audience and Boston Tullis for your uh, time in chatting us today. I, I think it's great. Well done, you guys. Thanks, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullis Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.